Radio. Radio. here and I'm good on my end. Okay, so I think we're we're good to go. So, with that, welcome to Growing Up Punk Radio Radio, the uh, show where I play 11 songs and you listen to them. Except this time, um, I'm not well, I'm going to play them. I'm the one physically pressing play. But all of the songs were actually picked by Jeremy from Nicholas Rage. Uh, and initially, oh, first, say hi Jeremy. Hey, what's up, guys? See, you're here. This is I'm fun. Here. This um, isn't fake. I'm really here. <laughs> <laughs> He's real. Uh, initially, I think my idea for this was actually to get you to submit songs, and I was still going to just do it kind of on my own. Then I was like, let's try doing this together. This could be fun. So we're going to play. It could 11. go horribly wrong. It could also go horribly <laughs> wrong. You know, that's the way life goes sometimes. You picked 11 songs, uh, which is always a fun number to come up with. 11 why 11 i'm not sure actually but uh, that's what we stuck to and um, <laughs> screw it, even numbers <laughs> right well, it seems like i don't i it <coughs> happened it happened like um so every year at the end of the year we do an episode sometimes it's two episodes depending on how much we want to talk but called the guppies which is like our our version of so growing up punk would be like where gup comes from but it's like our version of like the dundies just cool. giving out like made up awards basically to talk about our favorite releases of the year <laughs> and this past year <laughs> i ended up being like i can't i can't narrow it down to 10 so 11 it is so we each picked 11 songs and the 11 thing is just kind it's of stunning, so yeah so anyway we're gonna go through yeah, 11 I, songs uh... <laughs> I hope I get a guppy one day. That's, <laughs> well, that's my we'll new dream. Yeah, <laughs> I want a guppy. You so know, bad. <laughs> yeah, so bad. And if if you win one, I will physically make one. I'm not sure what I will make it out Please. of. Please, um, but I will. I will physically make it. Probably out of like an empty beer can or something. Amazing. I'll take um, that on tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. But uh, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna jump right into it. Um, when I got you to pick the songs, I, I wanted you to kind of pick songs that in one way or another, I don't know if they like influenced Nicholas Rage or influenced yourself or whatever. There was, it was kind of up to you. But then I also got you to pick some Nicholas Rage songs because what's the point in doing an episode like this if we don't get to push and promote uh, your music? Um, so the, the first song that we're going to play is a Nicholas Rage song. And it's off of uh, the record. This, this song, we'll talk about it in a minute. I guess because uh, I do, I've got something to say. Um, <laughs> this comes off of your awesome. your new record, your new EP, Personal Party, and it's uh, Poison Ivy. <laughs>
heard the name Nicholas Rage before. I'm assuming maybe I'd seen it around town on flyers or something or just being talked about, you know, by other local bands and whatever. But uh, when that song came out, that music video came out, I like initially I had no idea you were from Edmonton and I'm watching the music video. and I'm like, wait a second. I know where these are shot because, of course, like a lot of it is in front of like the Walterdale Bridge, right? Like mm-hmm. the new bridge yeah. in town, uh, which is pretty, pretty, I guess, noticeable, memorable, whatever the word you want to use there. Um, so that was that was pretty rad. But uh, yeah, so why why was this uh, the song one of the songs that you decided to pick uh, from from the new EP? Um, it was the song that wrapped up the EP for us. We um, we had like twelve songs written. And we picked four tunes and we were just like, you know, like these songs all go together, but everything else we wrote had some sort of uh, darker feel to it. And it just didn't have that uh, all killer, no filler kind of vibe we were going for. We're going for everything with its own identity, own kind of single worthy track. And then, um, you know, that in itself kept me awake every single fucking night. (laughs) So um, I was laying awake and then I just kind of the next morning picked up my guitar and I was thinking about writing like all week and I came up with the riff and then I just kept like kind of humming the melody. And then I randomly sang the words Poison Ivy. And then I related, you know, Poison Ivy being like itch. And I was like, you know what? That's kind of like that mental itch you get from anxiety and um, living every day like that. So I kind of tied the song together with, you know, being about, uh, you know, like letting down your friends, letting down promises, like always wanting to do more than you're capable of. And uh, the song just kind of came from there. And with that, we we just ended up loving the song because it kind of wrote itself. And it was literally like I did a voice memo. The boys listened. We rehearsed that day. The song came together. We demoed yeah. it. It was yeah. done. So we were like, you know what? This was a really important song to us. And uh, it is a weird one to come out with on the first single because there's not really a course. Right. <laughs> the song's I mean, very structurally weird. But at the same yeah. time, the reason being, the beautiful thing about that is like, we don't have the answers to our own, like, you know, mental issues and like the things we struggle with. We don't have answers yet, but we just keep going. And that was kind of the song kind of reflected that is like, there's no answer, but you know, you keep going, it keeps going forward. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say the chorus on that song is the "na na na's." Yeah, like, <laughs> like there you go. They're, I mean, they're they're once you hear them, they're obviously very easy to to sing along to. Yeah, the funny thing about that is we were in the studio wrapping up, like just uh, in the demo process, we were doing all the harmonies and just the backing vocals, and it was done. And then Mark, our bass player, was like, "You're gonna hate me." But picture this. What <laughs> if we brought Nana's back? <laughs> it's yeah. like you're an idiot. <laughs> and, and then I was like, wait a second. So I just I copied the guitar melody. Na 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 na. Oh my god, yep. my voice is cracking like crazy. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, and it worked. And I was like, I hate you for making me like this. So it yeah, just... <laughs> no, it, it 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 really does work. Um, and uh, so did you say it was was it one of the last songs you wrote for the EP? Yeah. Did I hear that for right? The EP. Mm-hmm. So. It's wild because it came out so far in advance of the EP, did it not? Like, I feel yeah. like I saw this video forever ago. Yeah, it was October. Um, yeah. We we were sitting on these songs for, like, a while. Uh, I think we got Talks of Revival um, 2019. And yeah. we didn't sign until, like, six months later and negotiating. But during that, we already started writing. And then um, soon after we signed, we, like, had a handful of songs written. Yeah, um, These songs were probably done and written in july and handed in mastered everything okay somewhere around that time right on uh speaking of nana nas um uh, probably the band who made the nana nas 
so awesome and famous. <laughs> uh, the next song you picked, not necessarily on this song, but just as a band in general. Uh, the next song you picked is Blink-182 off of their uh, Untitled album. You picked Obvious. Yeah. Obvious choice. Um, I, I know that's crazy. Like most people, it's controversial, but I, I, I love Enema State and Take Off yeah. Your Pants and Jacket. Like, oh, like they got, man, that's like what made me fall in love with music. But I remember the first time I heard the Untitled album, I was like, this is when they kind of simplified things. But at the same time, there's so much technicality and like the drumming. Mm. And um, it was like when they became really, really good songwriters to me. And um, yeah. it was just like, you know, punk music doesn't always have to be fast. And like, sure. yeah, yeah. it can groove and just have that, like that riff, like, damn, 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 damn. Yeah, like yeah. so simple, but so heavy. And yeah. uh, a lot of Nicholas Rage riffs are like probably stemming from that influence from that album. Right. Were you a, a fan of the Boxcar Racer record? Uh, I never got into it too much, to be honest oh. with you, but yeah. I, 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 uh, 
I, I never really gave it a chance. I don't know why it was. I think I was just so mad that like, you know, Blink's not together or anything right. like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, I never really listened to any of the side projects. I am getting into Angels and Airwaves now. Mm-hmm. Um, the the latest single that they, he, he put out with that one riff. Oh my God. Such an E. I can't remember. Oh no! <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up because it'll it'll bug me. If yeah, I don't, me too. It's like Euphoria or something. That sounds right. Because um, yeah, like that like that record came out. That was early. Was that earlier this year? Yeah, it was. Hey, yeah, I couldn't remember if it was this year or if it was last year that, that it was this year. Because it, it came yeah. forever that it was. Yeah, Euphoria. Is Euphoria. The song. Yeah. Yeah. Because I came- mean, he had, they'd re- sorry they'd released like Rebel Girl and Kiss and Tell like forever ago, mm-hmm. and then finally this record came out but sorry what were you gonna say i, I was just gonna say it was during uh the poison it was right before the poison ivy shoot uh oh, okay because caleb was actually obsessed with it he's a buddy of mine he's yeah. actually in a band called uh grief week who played the show you were at yeah um yeah yeah he was just obsessing and while we were kind of thinking of ideas he was like ripping the ripping the songs and i was like these are so good <laughs> yeah yeah but like boxcar racer um <laughs> I, I know a lot of like what was said about untitled when it came out because boxcar racer came out before mm-hmm. untitled was that uh you know like a lot of those riffs that you talk about they're very similar to what you'd hear on the boxcar racer record like mm-hmm. if you if you haven't given it much of a chance i'd recommend it it is one of like as far as like a side project record is concerned it has to be for me if not like the number one like side project release of all time it is for sure up there it stands on its own like even if it wasn't you know even if tom and travis weren't from blink 182 like as a record on its own it absolutely is incredible i'll have um, to give it more of a chance i think yeah. um wasn't a lot of it like acoustic too no there there's like no like there are two i think that's to- why yeah, Letters I think I just heard the acoustic songs. <laughs> yeah, which I mean they're great too though. Well, one of them is acoustic for like half of it and then the full band comes in and it's like yeah. and it's funny because they really get you cuz like the guitars are, you know, kind of quiet and then uh like the acoustic guitar it's nice and mellow and then when everything comes in like it is like raw and loud. <laughs> Fantastic. But if you're a fan, I would say if you're a fan of a lot of those riffs on the Untitled record and then you know what, you know, would come in angels and airwaves because a lot of them are still very similar like it's you know tom DeLong had those early blink riffs right like if you mm-hmm. want to say like take off your pants and enema the state and and dude ranch uh, yeah. mainly enema and take off your pants like some of those some There's of those riffs are don't very read, like insane like the one of the yeah. best opening tracks to an album is don't right <laughs> like, exactly unreal. right like so that's like one era of tom DeLong, and then there's like the other era where it started with for me anyways, like with Boxcar Racer through a lot of his stuff where the riffs just got chunkier, mm-hmm. you know, instead of those, he, he often described them as like, like nursery rhyme sort of riffs, like in those, yeah. you know, those Blink records, but yeah. then they became like chunkier, meatier, heavier, groovier, um, mm-hmm. pretty cool. But uh, yeah, anyways, definitely check it out. Um, the next record or song I should say you picked is off the record. You'll be fine by Hot Mulligan. And uh, it's, uh, I'm going to say it's a play on... Uh, or not a play, but like a, a joke about CSI. Was that the show? Anyway, the song's called Equip Sunglasses.
So here's a thing about that band. Um, first, that album was is incredible. No skips. Um, no skips. One of my, for sure, it, it got a guppy in 2020. So, um, <laughs> uh, but secondly, lucky, lucky. Uh, <laughs> if anyone ever asks me if I'm talking about your band, I often bring up Hot Mulligan because there are some some similarities between those two. I'm like, yeah, if you're if you're a fan of and you enjoy Hot Mulligan, I think you'll enjoy Nicholas Rage. Um, there are definitely some similarities, and if you've ever wondered. The personal your personal party EP flows really nicely into you'll be fine. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, the other the other day I was uh, where was I going? I was driving around, and obviously like personal party is only a couple songs long or a few songs long. So it, you know it, before you know it, it's gone. But I was like, oh, I I want something you know to go next, and I I picked that record. You'll be fine, and I was like, dang, these go together really well. So. Maybe uh, we yeah. should tour together one day, hopefully. And there you <laughs> go. If awesome. if anything, just an Edmonton show. So yeah. we all bask in the glory. <laughs> uh, it's I picked that song too because uh, it was actually a huge influence on uh, Embrace. Um, okay, yeah. And I, I just loved the emo pop, you know, the, the, about those guys and a lot of uh, Nicholas Rage's that personal party. It's um, the music reflects like you know you know trying to mask things like really high energy, really upbeat, and then the lyrics are all like what's going on in my head. So, um, you know, they, they do that really well. And just the leads and the danciness of that song, you know, Embrace kind of reflects that, whereas, like, the leads have to be super hooky. Um, we even put doo-wop in it. Like, we wanted it to feel dancey and the really yeah. rhythmic uh, rhythm rhythm guitar. So big yeah. influence on that, on a couple of songs, especially that For song sure. in particular. Yeah. Well, and Hot Mulligan, um, I remember listening to them before You'll Be Fine. Like, they're... Oh, I didn't bring them up. I say they're earlier records, which were, I was like, they're good. But then when this one came out, uh, it's funny because a, a way I described this one when I was telling someone about it one time, I was like, I knew that they were familiar with bearings. It's like, it's like bearings. It reminds me of uh, um, Blue in the Dark by Bearings, like that mm-hmm. record. But the vocals are like spazzier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like way more like aggressive and screamy. And yeah. Like, and like yeah. in and out of singing and screaming a lot, you know, yeah. like, and not, not like a full on, like obviously like a screamo scream, but just like oh, singing like yell. and like yelling. Yeah. yeah. Um, but man, I, I absolutely love that record. Yeah. That was my and favorite that, record of 2020 for sure. That's fair. I'd have to look. What did I pick? 2020. I want to say, was that? I think that was my pick for that year. If you haven't listened to this record, I'd suggest it. But, um, the record is called The Weight and the Cost <coughs> by Be Well. Was that 2020? Weight and the Cost. Yeah, that was 2020. That was my album of the year, 2020. Weight the and weight, the Cost? The Weight and the Cost by uh, the band Be Well. Um, cool. Definitely a lot more like just straight up like hardcore punk sort of stuff, post-hardcore. I'm going to pull that up. Yeah. Uh, um, be Well, is it just Be? Be yeah. Well, yeah. Like, Be Well, man. Be Well. Um, yeah, the next song you picked is... Uh, just another great song off a great record. Uh, the record being Proper Dose by The Story So Far. And the song you picked is If I Fall.
think 2018 might be one of my favorite years for music in recent years because like that record came out that year uh we also had I, I believe that was the same year that sister cities by the wonder years came out um i think that was the same year that uh what was the tiny moving parts record that came out that yeah. year uh, um, I the one with the hand on it with the fingers yeah. cut off yeah uh, i know it. i can't remember the name of it but I yeah it. <laughs> and then like also out that year was real friends composure yeah uh, oh that was such a good album oh yeah. my god Trash Boat, Crown's Shyness yeah. came out that year. Like, it was damn. such a good year. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. really was. Um, and uh, but this 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 record, not necessarily this song. I love this song, but Proper Dose in particular, kind of like changed my mind on the story so far. Because before this record, I, a lot of people would you know talk about them, and tell me about them. There was a great band, and I'd listen to them, and be like, yeah, I like them. They're good. But then this came out, and there's just something like. So much more substance. To yeah. Well, and I was thinking about it. I was like, like the production is so like airy, if that's the right word. Yeah. Like it's, there's just a lot of space to breathe and it sounds incredible. Yeah. It was, uh, it came out in the fall too. And it was mm. perfect for like that crisp air kind of. Yeah. And like, yeah. I, I picked that one because like, <laughs> um, really, uh, emotional time happened in the band. Uh, we got in a really big fallout with one of our members and I ended up like, yeah, getting in a scrap with them, and four days later we had to go on tour. <laughs> and like, um, so it, that album just has that like stamp in time for me. I actually like had to take an out of van that day. Oh man, <laughs> I've never done that before, and I took one yeah. and I listened to that record, and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, this yeah. is the, the best record to be on out of van too. <laughs> but, did you take? Did you take the proper dose? Is yeah, the question. <laughs> I, I honestly, I probably took too much. But <laughs> That's what most of that record's about, I feel. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was amazing, though. That song, it's just, it just brings me back. So it was yeah. unreal. It, it, it's funny because it's one that I think when it came out, I was like, yeah, I like this. And it it made my, this was, it came out before the Guppies were a thing. We just mm. did like our 10 favorites or whatever at the time. We didn't have a name for it, but um I want to say, I want to say, like it came out, and it was somewhere like in my honorable mentions or whatever. Like we may have done five records that we specifically talked about, and then honorable mentions, and you know, it was in there. But it is one that over time has grown more and more yeah. for me, and yeah. uh, it's also one of those ones where, uh, like, when the summer rolls around, like you talked about the fall, like crisp air sort of thing, but it mm. gets downloaded on my phone for every. We drive out to Vancouver Island like every summer and it is on my phone for that drive and that whole, like my, my kids like this record. Like they're <laughs> like one of my kids, her favorite song for the longest time. I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's like one of the songs off this record. She'd be like, can you, can you play that song? And I was like, it took me a while to figure out what it was. And then once I did, I was like, wow, that's a very random pick, but yeah, cool. So it's, uh, that's it's, awesome. Yeah. Good it's taste. one that, yeah, that, that sticks with me for sure. 2018 was a really good great year uh but so we're gonna go from that to one of my you know so one of my favorite years in music recently to one of my i guess favorite records hands down in general uh from the last 10 years or so uh and i mentioned them briefly a moment ago the wonder years but the record that we're gonna we're gonna talk about in a moment is the greatest generation you picked the song they're there you're just trying to read Trying to sleep, but always. 
brought me back into the whole like pop punk world like so i grew up listening to like you know i graduated in 2002 so like just the heyday of like blink 182 and newfound glory and you know like mxpx and all those kind of bands and then you know as it happens i i got older (laughs) i grew out of it which really meant like there was a there, there was a period of time where then i transitioned to you know i did the whole thing where i like transition to more like post hardcore music or you know metalcore or or more hardcore like heavier stuff and then eventually it's like sorry i love how that's your adult music well the the funny thing is is then eventually it became like oh now i'm just listening to like indie rock and singer songwriter sort of stuff right like um it, it was a weird sort of transition i guess but yeah uh but the wonder years were out of nowhere i don't know what sparked it but all of a sudden i was like there's like these there's this whole world of bands that like you know pop punk kept going mm-hmm. and uh and so i you know kind of started doing some digging about you know i don't remember which i wish i could remember which band it was that kind of like sparked that like this whole world still exists this is really weird to me um but so i started doing some digging and came across you know like the obvious picks like knuckle puck and real friends and neck deep and and the story so far and the wonder years and uh when I got into them, the the record that I first got into was No Closer to Heaven. That was the record that was out when I was kind of like looking into it. And they had some songs that absolutely rocked me to the core on that record. And, you know, as I kind of dig into them more, I just see more people talking about the greatest generation, the greatest generation, the greatest generation. So I dig into that. And this is all coming about at a time where um, my son, who was three at the time, was... Uh, he was going through cancer treatment, right? So, like, they have, which uh, he's he's good. He's 
10 years old now he's he's all good right but but they obviously the wonder years yeah the wonder years had a lot of songs that dealt with like hospital life and just like that sort of world where i'm coming from the pop punk world where songs are about girls and dicking around and you know just like that Mm -hmm. that era of pop punk so like to get to this world where pop punk is now mixed with like my favorite emo post hardcore bands of the early 2000s is like mind blowing to me when I'm first like experiencing this. I'm like, wait a second, this is incredible. And uh, they specifically had like the song Dismantling Summer off of The Greatest Generation is like one of my all time favorite songs. And when I got to see them live when they were touring Sister Cities, I uh, went to that show. And I was like, look, so looking forward to seeing them play. Cause I'm like, man, I have like, these songs have taken on. And I will say this there is like a, you know, a certain like section of Wonder Years fans that are just, they're like way too over the top about like how good of a songwriter Dan Campbell is. Like, he is great, but there are some people who are like, he is the greatest of all time. I'm like, I don't know if I'll go there. I love their music, <laughs> but there's some that get a little like, Maybe possessive is the right word. But the song uh, Dismantling Summer, I was so excited to like see them play this. I'm like, this song has meant so much to me. There's a period of time where I was like just doing like I was playing solo acoustic shows and I would cover that song in my set or whatever, right? And uh, I go to the show and I'm like just pumped to like sing along and I can't. <laughs> oh, I'm no. just like standing there silent. Just like eyes closed, like I this this moment is like too much for me. It was like one of the only oh. times that has ever happened. It was wild. But sorry to divulge with my story. Oh, no, it's you, great. Man. You picked like, this. Yeah. <laughs> I like I love hearing about that stuff. That's like that's why everyone loves music so much. And it's like yeah, mo- that was your moment, man. That's that's yeah. a cool thing. And like thanks for sharing that, dude. Yeah. But we you picked there there. So why did you pick this song? Um it was i was going through uh like I got into under years um I think it was around 2010. Uh, I was in a pop punk band at the time, like my first pop punk band uh, called On Your Mark. Mm. (laughs) We weren't very good, (laughs) but uh, classic name. (laughs) I kind of I drifted away from pop punk as well. Actually, it's funny you say that. It kind of brought you back into it. This that album brought me back into it. I was going through a really rough breakup in university, and uh, I started hitting the gym every day just because I was like depressed, like lift the depression away. And uh, you know that song just like that was the first one I heard off the album and. Just the sorry, I don't laugh at the right times line. Yeah. Like, oh my God, just chills every time I heard it. And when I was working out, it just like hyped me up so much. And yeah. I used to no skip that album like every day. When 100%. I was it, is, it is still one of the, um, like the closer on that record. I just want to sell out my funeral or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's, dude. Just the, it's an all time. Oh, unreal. Uh, um, amazing. It was yeah. just, it's a masterpiece. Super good. Well, I was going to say the, the, the funny thing about this record, because... Uh, this song opens it and it's kind of a weird opener like when you think about it Mm because it starts out and it's just like it's just like this quiet mellow start and then even when it comes in it's like it's a get up kids song like is what i hear right like i'm like yeah this is cool and then the next song all of a sudden it opens up and like oh there's like that aggression that you're kind of looking for um so that's that's kind of interesting to me but it is yeah you're right it is it is like a you definitely no skip yeah. this record, and then it pays off in the end with "Sell Out My Funeral" because yeah. they reference basically everything, right? Every like, single song, like yeah. it's kind of like Mary Stretch style, where they just taking medley their entire album yeah. at the end, and it's like, like you know, that takes musicianship, dude. That's the first, a lot. 
the first time I listened to this <coughs> record and like really listened to it, I had uh, I bought it on vinyl and I was like sitting down and I was just like, you know, I you know I I, I like to do this with records, but obviously it's not as practiced as it was when I was younger. But like just sitting there with the lyrics, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like listening and reading through, and then all of a sudden it gets to the the last song, and I'm like, wait a second, I'm I'm recognizing some of these lines, right? Like so, I'm like, so anyways, it's it's incredible what they uh, managed to do there. Um, but the next the next song you picked this 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 band is so interesting to me, um, and I'll tell you why in a moment. But off the off the album War Paint, you picked uh, the Dangerous Summer, the song I Should Leave Right Now.
So something I love about the dangerous summer, I've mentioned this on uh, past episodes where they've come up from time to time, is that for me, even if it's a song I've never heard before, it immediately feels like a song that has been with me for a very long time. Like they have this ability to write songs that immediately feel uh, familiar. And I mean, they're, they're obviously just great. Like, ah. I don't know how to describe what they do. Every song also feels like it could find a place in a TV show or a movie and like have a very poignant scene that it is connected to. Um, I love them. They're one of those bands though, that I definitely don't listen to as much as I should. And every time someone brings them up or if I happen to like be like, Oh, the dangerous summer. Like if I'm on Apple music or whatever, and it's, you know, sometimes it'll recommend things to listen to. I'll be like, yeah, the dangerous summer. And I put it on. I'm like, Man, this song, this band just feels so good to listen to. I'll get you, man. There's I'll um, get you. It's a TDS moment. My friend, this is back when I was in uh, my first pop punk band, and um, I was going through the party life, you know, doing all the drugs, all the drinking, and yeah. super depressed, <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> my friend was really obsessed with them, like to the point where it was annoying. And <laughs> he burnt a CD for me, and he's like, dude, just whenever you want to, you listen to this. <laughs> and it was reached for the sun and uh i kept trying it i put it on and i was like ah like i like fast i like big like yeah yeah something about it wasn't hitting me and then one, one day i was in a really distraught place in my life and i i remember i just put it on reach for the sun i was just driving i'm pretty sure i was crying and then out of nowhere i heard what he was saying and i was in i got goosebumps right now like yeah. talking about it that moment really changed me as a person as a songwriter as a human, like to realize that music can really pull you out of that dark hole and like really connect with a song so much like that. Yeah. So um, they're, they're one of those bands that grow on you every time you, like I encourage it, give it a listen, reach for the sun's amazing. And then I was a super fan for years. Like yeah. I actually shaped an entire band around their sound. Like I had a band <laughs> called the most of August. <laughs> so, right. And oh. uh, we, we were really like, I think one of the coolest things about that band is their song structure. Like that yeah. song in itself, the course didn't hit to like a minute and like two minutes in, like, right. but you were engaged, you know what I mean? By his lyricism yeah. and like by the, the guitar leads and the drum phrasing is insane. Like the drummer was incredible. Um, he was like writing hooks on the drums, you know, and a lot of mm -hmm. stuff that I bring to the table now when we write is like the drums, the leads, the there's no, everything's a hook, you know, everything has to be engaging for the listener. So yeah. they were one of those, it, his cadences in his voice too, like the, the way he structures is like poems basically into songs. Yeah. Yeah. Just unreal. Unreal. This, this is where I get to like push, um, or, you know, a book from a friend that I think not only that, that not only do I think you would enjoy it, but just if our you know listeners right now, but, mm -hmm. um, the book rock bottom at the Renaissance, which is written by Mike Henneberger. And uh, the full title is rock bottom at the Renaissance an emo kids journey through falling in and out of love in and with New York city. <laughs> it's like a fallout boy song title, Jesus. <laughs> but, um, it's, it's pretty rad. Let's, I want to see, will this, uh, I'm trying to think, see if this is a review. I spell Renaissance. I can't uh, spell it. <laughs> uh, R E N A I S S A N C E. Got it. <laughs> oh my God. Page. Um, but I, I want to see if this is. I want to find the synopsis. I want to make sure it's not like a like a review. But, um, but this book is uh, da, 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 it's incredible. Come on, give me a synopsis. Um. Okay, yeah. So, Rock Bottom at the Renaissance and Emo Kids Journey, blah blah blah, is uh, Mike's mixtape memoir that follows 
uh, those pieces through a mental breakdown that spanned his first years as a Texas transplant in New York City, brainwashed by the New York romance that films, TV, books, and music sold him. Um, but the amazing thing is that the whole, like it says it's a, a, a memoir mixtape or mixtape memoir, and it's now an audio book that has all the songs in it as well, but it heavily features different uh, Dangerous Summer songs, uh, different Jimmy Eat World songs, um, there's, there's a whole like list of songs and as you're like reading it, he like kind of intersplices lyrics. And so I guess in the audio book, he like the, the songs actually come in at those parts That's and whatever. Amazing. Yeah. It's, it's really good. I, he was on the show a couple of years ago now. And, uh, so he sent me a copy of the book and I, like when I read it, I could not put it down. It's not, it's not overly long. It's maybe 200 pages long or whatever. But Dude, I will definitely check that out. That sounds 100%. awesome. It's it's incredible, especially like so. Him and I had a, a fairly in depth talk about uh, uh, the dangerous summer. So um, the next song that you picked though is uh, a little more local to us. Mm-hmm. Um, the band the band is technically sort of no longer around, but also still yes, around. They are. Yeah, <laughs> um, just under a different name. So we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, you picked uh, a gentleman's pact is the name or was the name of the band, and you picked the song Goners.
so they're um so it, okay so they now go by grief week is it the same band members uh yeah mostly um okay. i think joel Payne, uh incredible drummer he's actually drummed for rage a few times yeah. filling him for tim actually, when he's say i know joel yeah <laughs> painter man painter yeah. i love that guy um yeah one of the, the, the I picked those guys because like I'm a general general like I'm actually a fan of these guys but yeah. they're also the most beautiful humans I've ever met yeah. and they've we've worked like side by side with them on a lot of shows and we've toured um Caleb specifically has helped rage uh, every step of the way with our artwork and our um, content ideas and he's he's always just been right there with us like family and um mm. he'll help he'll literally help anyone he cares about so he's incredible human man i i honestly can't say enough nice things i i, I love that dude like yeah. such a good human it's funny about joel because uh so i saw him at the show yeah and um which of course is your the ep release show for personal party and uh i was like i hadn't seen him i probably hadn't seen him since before covid to be honest like maybe maybe there was a time i ran but usually i'd run into him at shows right yeah um and so it was funny because i was like oh i wonder if he's if he's playing, cause I know he plays drums. It's like, I wonder if he's playing in any bands tonight. And then from where I was standing, I didn't, I wouldn't have even realized it was him playing, uh, in grief week. Cause like, um, I just saw it like at the back of the room, I saw him and like waved to him and said, Hey, or whatever. And like, that was it. But I was like, that's funny, um, that he's, he's in the band, but, um, yeah, they're, they're a band that I want to say, like, I, this is, I've only really, obviously, I saw them live, but I've only really heard this song and then their their single, their new single with Grief Week. Mm-hmm. That like that's the only stuff I've really heard from them, and um, I really like they're definitely in that vein of say like Spanish love songs. Yeah, and pop is like, like has like a really yeah pop vibe. Yeah, like and uh, I I really really dig it. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what else they've got coming uh, in the future. Like because like under Gentleman's Pact, do they have what all do they have? Because that was that came from a single. Yeah, they had like. Oh, they're all just. It was a little. Singles. Yeah, <clears throat> that was um a single with another song. Yeah. Um, a second. Uh, gentlemen, they also had like a full length album that came oh, really? out called Broken Jaws. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, they, I think they got the recordings were. What else? There was uh, they had like a full album. They might have taken it off since they. Yeah, it uh, must because it's become grief I mean, had, they, it. Oh, maybe. I'm. Yeah, I'm noticing it too. It's not there anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I definitely look forward to hearing hearing more from them. They uh, they've got a sound that I I really enjoy. So oh, yeah. Nightmare Again is is an incredible song. Caleb is such a good songwriter. Yeah, his lyrics tell stories. Like yeah. I, I admire the dude so much. Very good dude. Very good for sure. Musician as well. The next song you picked is uh, another local band so when we say local again like edmonton is what we're talking about i don't edmonton. i don't know if do do both these bands come from edmonton like actually from edmonton yep okay because like calling all captains they're what saint albert is that where they're from some of them i i guess um a gentleman's pack caleb's from beaumont but everyone else okay. is edmonton um yeah, okay and i'm pretty sure yeah forrester they're uh all edmonton yeah the band is forrester and the song that you picked is cigarettes Cigarettes, no guitars. The and 
The band is so wild, man. It's my favorite band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you um, mentioned that at yeah. the show. You're like, favorite band. That's incredible. Yeah. I, I was actually kind of worried bringing them on. I was like, first, they're probably going to outplay us. And secondly, right. I'm going to not be able to contain myself. Like, I've never been to a Forrester show where I wasn't in the heat of the pit and just like screaming my face off at every word. Yeah. So, like, and even like, I told the boys once they played this song, I was like, I'm going up. They're like, don't go up. Like, don't go on stage. Don't you fucking do that. <laughs> I was like, I'm doing that. <laughs> then the, the ending that I can die tonight like this, like, yeah. uh, like that, that line means so much, like just like my experience in the scene and like how I feel like accepted with everybody and all my friends um, mm. and finding that place is like when we hear Forrester live and like all the memories I have, my friends screaming that line. I was like, I'm going up on stage. It's my EP release show. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. scream if I want to, and uh, I'm glad I did because it actually didn't blow my voice. So, <laughs> the best part was is after you did it, he's like, Jeremy from Nicholas Rage, do my job better than I do, or something like that. Yeah. Like, Don't you fucking do that again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I thought was was no, Wayner's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's he's wild, man. Like, but it's another band. It's like so under. Like no one, like I want, I want them to be the biggest band in the world, man. Those guys are unreal. I love every song they create. And James Banks, actually, the drummer, was who produced uh, Nicholas Rage's uh, personal party. Oh, cool. He uh, recorded us, yeah. Yeah, um, they. So their their new single that came out, "Can't Sleep." Yeah, "Can't Sleep." Uh, so when I first listened to that, I was like, "Holy man!" Like his vocals on that song sounds so much like at the drive-in yeah well, uh, that's a huge uh influence for them actually <laughs> you, can, you can hear it like but what i love what they do though is like obviously this song in, in particular that piano plays just a a major role which mm -hmm. is you know the case for a lot of their songs at least seeing them live what i noticed like that piano isn't just like a feature here or there it's throughout the sound. right yeah. yeah and and so it gives them this really unique sound and i'll admit like when seeing them it took me a few songs to really like get into what was going on even though i had an idea because i had listened to some of their stuff before seeing them but still like that live experience initially you're like what is happening <laughs> like what is going on right now i'm like i because i think i like it and then as you kind of like settle in there was a i don't know if it was one song that had like different parts or if they kind of seamlessly flowed through a few songs at one point, but there was this part in their set where I was just like, man, these guys are like clearly some of the best musicians, like, you know, seeing like that I've seen at a quote unquote local show in some time. Right. Where it's yeah. like every one of these, these guys is up there and they are far beyond any skill that I could ever dream of really. Um, <laughs> So they're they're great. That uh Unreal band and Unreal musicians, great dudes. Um yeah. They should yeah. be a hell of a lot further, man. They are right. so good. Well, did they break up me. for a bit? Um I don't think they broke up. I I just I feel like uh, they all have like real big boy jobs and Yeah. I feel like yeah. that just kind of puts uh they, and also James is working on his uh producing career. So mm. it's really hard to get a record done when he's producing other bands sure. and Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, they're they're incredible. I needed them on the EP release. They they actually they didn't answer me for like a month. <laughs> and I was like every like month I was like, hey, I'm not leaving you alone until you say yes. <laughs> like, you guys fucking, this? you know yeah. I'm your biggest fucking fan. I need yeah. you. I need you so bad. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, they That's made great. it work. No, they're That's amazing. great. Uh, the next song that you picked comes off uh, the 2021 album "Bless My Psyche." Uh, it's "Sincere Engineer" and "Trust Me." Yeah. 
love some sincere engineer. I actually just got into them. Um, okay. Yeah, I was like, you know, uh, I'm starting to get into the TikTok game as an old yeah. man, which is difficult, yeah. but I'm trying. Um, and then I saw there's like a lot like studio version of them just rocking out that song, and that it was the chorus. I was like, holy shit, that is a fucking fallen ass chorus. I was like, <laughs> that was so good. So I looked them up right away, and then I actually covered it and put it on TikTok. And Deanna actually commented on my cover, yeah. saying, "I love yeah. your voice." I was like, "Yo," <laughs> I was like, Yo. "Thank you." So I, I was like, "Can I please sing it with you when you come to Edmonton?" <laughs> and she didn't yeah. reply. But, oh, come on, yeah, that know. was actually I think one of the first bands that we messaged about because I, I remember seeing that uh, that video, yeah. and then like that you'd put up, and I was like, "Yo." Are you gonna like? Are you? Do you have tickets for when they're coming to Edmonton? Because they're coming with Hot Water Music and, and Menzingers and yeah. Oso Oso. Um, and it's gonna be a. Do you have tickets for it? I, I don't have tickets for it. Yet, no. <laughs> I I know I'm an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's gonna it's gonna be a great show. But um, yeah. So like, Sincere Engineer is a fun band in that like. So I don't remember how I first heard them. It was their la- their previous album, Rom Rombithian. I yep. think is you know how you say it, but and like I, I don't know where I came across it. Maybe there's a video for the song "Corn Dog Sonnet Number Seven because I just remember <laughs> hearing that song and being like, "What is she singing about?" Like, because <laughs> obviously, like lyrically, it's just like, "Hey, this is what's going on right now." Like, she literally has a line in that song we just listened to. Where she's like, "I want to ride my bike." Yeah. Like, okay, like cool. Yeah. <laughs> She's struggling, writes, man. <laughs> yeah, writes banger songs though. Yeah, um, and that record itself, "Bless My Psyche," is such like an adventure from start to finish. You know, like you have a song like "Trust Me" that's very much like in your face from the get go, and then there's like you know more acoustic, laid back kind of uh, sounding songs, and it's 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 a lot of fun. Yeah, no, incredible. Yeah. I'm just getting into it. I uh, I gotta like lay down one night and just put it on, listen to yeah. it front to back. I mean, that song is definitely the one that's going to catch your ear. And, like, um, I, I love it because, like, following Sincere Engineer on TikTok, like, just, like, randomly in my, you know, my my follower, you know, pages or whatever, I'll just, like, get – because they're, they're always using that song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just, like, when it comes up, I'm like, oh, yeah, love this song. Yeah. I keep going. I like, oh, here's, I need, I need everybody. Yeah, man, this song's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's just such a good chorus. It's so yeah. hooky. It's like lullaby-ish, but like right. really sad lyrics. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I need and, help too. I do. And, <laughs> sad lyrics and raw vocals. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So to the next song, which is actually going back uh, to a band we've talked about from an album we talked about, but uh, going back to Untitled from Blink-182, this is uh, Always.
Always. <laughs> I actually I picked that one because like when you asked me for songs, I was listening to that one. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I I love that song too because um I remember always coming on much music, like yeah. videos. Like yeah. it was like texting your favorite songs. I would always text that one because I, I was obsessed with it when it first came out. It was yeah. one of the first like 16th note hi-hat drum grooves I've ever sure. learned. Yeah. So I uh, yeah. I, honestly that album i would have picked all of the songs off that album <laughs> so yeah you would have had to narrow it down because how yeah. many songs are on that album there's a lot <laughs> yeah there's a lot on it it would have been hard there's, to pick <laughs> yeah yeah it is i mean i love that record i don't know that it's my favorite blink record i think like it's one of those ones where people are like it's either untitled is their favorite or kind of just like one of the other ones <laughs> yeah you know like i think it's yeah, I think it's honestly probably the one that's most uh, maybe all around respected. I mean, there's always going to be people who are like, oh, but I miss the days of Anima of the State or whatever, yeah. right? Like, yeah. um, they're just like the thing I like about those records is they're for, for me, they're for different moods, you know? Yeah. Like, um, and so that's, that's cool. But uh, before we wrap this up, because we're going to, we're going to play a song uh, out. And then we, we won't say another thing after that. Oh, um, no. So I, so I figured before we get into the last song, uh, did you want to tell people where they can find the band online and stuff like that? Yeah, you can uh, find us at Nicholas Rage Noise on Instagram. Um, and then it's Nicholas Rage on Twitter. Um, you can find our EP Personal Party on all streaming platforms. And uh, it, we're just Nicholas Rage on uh Facebook. There's no H in Nicholas Rage. You know, that haunts us. Like, I think our merch (laughs) order came back and on the box was like Nicholas Rage. It's like, like, God damn it. Like, this is the second order. If anything, you know how to spell Nicholas Cage, right? Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. (laughs) Uh, That's that's too funny. Um, I actually have a buddy who, uh, he's like an old friend from high school. And the last, like, I'd say maybe two years or so, he's been, uh, tweeting um about how he's trying to watch every single Nicolas cage movie <laughs> like even like when it's just like the smallest cameo right like so it's it's a lot of movies and uh so he always tweets he's like he's got a hashtag that he uses like nickathon or whatever right and like I'm like next time you're like you know working on your nickathon watching Nicolas rage movies or Nicolas cage movies i have a soundtrack for you and i like i shared the ep <laughs> uh, he thought he thought it was pretty great um that's amazing but yeah yeah so go go follow him you know, on all the different social media things, you can follow us at growing punk pod on Instagram and Twitter as well. Uh, and so to leave us, we are going to play one more song off personal party. This is the closer, right? Yes. It's the closer. Yes. On the EP. I actually it, might've picked the wrong way, but it wasn't out at the time when, yeah. Well, yeah. I was, it's funny. Cause when, <laughs> we, when we compiled this, I was actually going to ask you before we started, I was like, do you, do you want to pick any different song? Because now that the EP is out, but um, yeah. go, Go listen to The Wrong Way off of Personal Party by Nicholas Rage. It's a great song. But the song that you picked to close us, which is fitting because it's also the last song uh, that we're going to play off Personal Party, this is Embrace. Someone I don't want to waste my time I feel the wrong 
basement Tell me how I got it naked Is it a bad way to phrase it? When I'm sober I'm getting wasted In the bathroom 